98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The government issues a red travel alert to all countries as Hong Kong extends its quarantine arrangements. Federation of Trade Unions says it received more than 8,000 applications in a single day for its recently established unemployment fund. The chairman of the Lan Kwai Fong Group, Alan Zeman, says businesses are on life support. The government says it will issue a red travel alert to all countries due to the spread of the COVID-19 coronavirus. And the chief executive, Carrie Lam, says from Thursday, everyone will be either quarantined at home or under medical surveillance for 14 days, apart from people coming from Macau and Taiwan. Close contacts of confirmed cases will be sent to quarantine centres. She said she decided against a total ban on non-residents entering Hong Kong because all the confirmed cases here involve residents. All the confirmed cases, especially those uh, so-called imported cases or those who have travel history during the incubation period or the close contacts up till now, they are all Hong Kong residents. So uh, with that sort of uh, um, factual uh, situation, I think it is a bit um, uh, too drastic to go into that sort of uh, total banning. But microbiologist Ho Pak Leung says the government should ban non-Hong Kong residents from entering the territory for the next month. He says as some of the Hong Kongers returning from overseas are expected to come down with the coronavirus, authorities should focus their efforts on treating them. The head of the University of Hong Kong Centre for Infection also said such a move could free up the quarantine facilities for Hong Kongers. Dr Ho said the actual infection rate in some countries might be 10 times more than authorities there have reported as not much testing has been done. And Mrs Lam also says it's unlikely that all schools can resume classes on April 20th as scheduled. She said she was told by medical experts not to expect the resumption of classes in the next month or so, even if the situation improves. Chief Executive said schools will have to resume in phases. I'm saying that uh, even if the situation stabilizes to the extent that uh, we could resume, it will be by phases. Um, we'll be starting with the, um, the older students in the uh, senior secondary. And so uh, the chances for the very young kids to go back to school, uh, say within the next um, um, one to two months, uh, will be quite slim. Researchers at Chinese University's Faculty of Medicine say they have found the new coronavirus in the stool of some confirmed patients who were no longer carrying COVID-19 in their respiratory samples. They tested some 300 samples of sputum, nasal nasal swabs, deep throat saliva, blood, urine and stool collected from 14 confirmed cases. The results showed that sputum contained the highest level of the virus among the samples. But for three of the patients, only their stool samples had the virus. Professor Paul Chan, who led the project, says they'll do further investigation to see whether stool testing can help early detection. Now the virus is in the stool, then this could be a means of spread. Uh, for example, people go to toileting and they are not very careful about hygiene. There's a very good chance of spreading. And the second is that since the virus is in stool, whether we can make use of this try to help us to detect cases, especially those mild cases, no symptoms, that we want them to collect a sample by themselves at home. So this could be an opportunity. 
Federation of Trade Unions says it received more than 8,000 applications in one day for its recently established unemployment fund. The fund is for people who've lost their jobs in the past several months due to the coronavirus and this social unrest here. FT lawmaker Alice Mack says the number of applications shows the situation is very serious. She urged the government to set up an unemployment subsidy scheme as soon as possible. We have raised $15 million for the fund, so we can give out to 5,000 eligible applicants, and each eligible applicant will get $3,000. It is not much, but it is all we, what we can do. So we hope the government can do more, because the unemployment problem is very serious. A 27-year-old man has died after reportedly losing control of his motorbike and crashing into another bike rider and a private car. Two bike riders were travelling in sequence along Route Twist towards Pat Hearn yesterday afternoon when the car was on the opposite side. The victim sustained multiple injuries while the other motorcycle driver sustained waist injuries. Chairman of the Langkwai Fong Group, Alan Zeman, says businesses are on life support and he's appealing to people to spend their $10,000 cash handout in their local communities. Handout was pledged in last month's budget to help permanent residents weather the economic fallout caused by months of protests followed by the COVID-19 virus. Mr Zeman says the government has already given concessions to businesses, but it's not enough. The only way you can survive at the moment is appealing to the local community and I know everybody will be receiving the 10000 Hong Kong dollars sooner rather than later that can hopefully come back into the economy. But that's the only way, you know, everybody's kind of on life support at the moment. The mainland has reported only one local new coronavirus infection but 20 more imported cases, including nine in Beijing and three each in Shanghai and Guangdong. There were also another 13 deaths. The number of deaths worldwide has passed 7,000 with more than 175,000 cases in 145 countries. Europe has moved closer to lockdown as three more governments tighten restrictions to fight the coronavirus pandemic. France ordered its citizens to stay at home or face fines, while Germany has announced the closure of non-essential shops and most leisure facilities. In Britain, Prime Minister Boris Johnson called on people to stop travel and social contact that isn't essential. He's urged them to work from home and avoid pubs, clubs and theatres, but not imposed any ban. The government's chief scientific officer, Patrick Valance, emphasised the need for social distancing. We're also recommending increased social distancing. That's the phrase that you hear which means trying to reduce contact between people, again, to try to delay this transmission. That means where businesses can do it and where individuals can do it, home working is recommended. Unnecessary travel should be reduced and stopped. Industrial and economic activity in most European countries is grinding to a halt. Two of the worst affected countries, Italy and France, are promising far-reaching financial aid. Italy has announced $27 billion of emergency financial assistance to citizens, businesses and the health service. Here's the BBC's Hugh Schofield in Paris. The economy is going to be completely turned upside down. The government has promised that anyone who's forced to stay at home, who's forced to take temporary unemployment, who's forced to take sick leave, will be reimbursed to the extent more or less of their existing salary. And the government will step in to reimburse the companies that pay that salary. The bill is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And at the end of all this as well, there are going to be changes to, this is what Macron says, to the way that the France perceives its role in the world and the role of globalisation to procure and manufacturing and so on is going to change. It really is going to be seen as a watershed moment. 
U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Nushkin has told Senate Republicans he's seeking a large stimulus package. Measures outlined by the Federal Reserve failed to prevent the Dow Jones recording its biggest ever one-day points drop on Monday. The planned package will be targeted at airlines and businesses hardest hit by the pandemic. Economists no longer doubt the global economy is heading into recession. They only debate how deep that recession will be. And more American cities are closing down as the number of deaths in the U.S. continues to rise. Mr. Trump has tightened guidelines on preventing the spread of COVID-19, calling on Americans to avoid groups of more than 10 people, avoid bars and restaurants, and only make essential journeys. We've made the decision to further toughen the guidelines and blunt the infection now. We'd much rather be ahead of the curve than behind it. If everyone makes this... uh, change or these critical changes and sacrifices now, we will rally together as one nation and we will defeat the virus and have a big celebration all together. The world's two largest countries by land area, Russia and Canada, are closing their borders to help contain COVID-19. Russia is banning almost all foreigners from Wednesday, with the exception of diplomats, lorry drivers and air crew. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced the country's borders would be almost entirely closed, except to U.S. residents. Mr. Trudeau said the priority was keeping Canadians safe. No matter what our next steps look like, you can rest assured that we will take them together with premiers and mayors, with doctors and families and neighbours, because that is what Canadians do in difficult times. We pull together and we look after each other. The caretaker government of Israel has bypassed Parliament to bring in an emergency method of tracking carriers of coronavirus. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's cabinet unanimously approved a plan to allow the internal security service, Shin Bet, to use cell phone data to follow people's movements. Earlier, a parliamentary committee failed to approve the government's request. Mr Netanyahu said the measure would help stop the virus spreading and would be strictly overseen. Data would only be held for 30 days. Civil rights groups said the benefit didn't justify what it called severe infringement of privacy. The White House's Office of Science and Technology Policy has urged researchers in the United States and around the world to use artificial intelligence to answer key questions about the coronavirus. It's joining forces with Microsoft and Google to compile an extensive database about it. The hope is that computers will then be able to scan the research and uncover findings that humans may miss. Local blue chips have paired early losses and traded higher this morning. Hang Seng Index dropped almost 400 points in initial trading before bouncing back into positive territory and trading more than 200 points higher. Markets across the border also erased early losses. The rebound followed news that the Trump administration plans strong support for airlines stricken by the COVID-19 pandemic and is pushing the Senate to enact a massive stimulus package to alleviate losses for businesses and individuals. short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 23,304. That's 240 points up on the previous close. Market turnover was $85.7 billion. Currencies, short time ago, a short time ago, the euro was at 1 US dollar 11 cents. Greenback was at 106.41 yen. The pound was worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 51 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. Officials from the International Olympic Committee are due to hold talks with international sports federations today in response to the coronavirus outbreak. 
With less than five months to go until the 2020 Tokyo Olympics are scheduled to start on July the 24th, questions have been raised as to whether the game should go ahead. The British runner Jenny Meadows, who competed in the 2008 Olympics, says she would like the Tokyo Games to be postponed in the wake of the outbreak. I just can't see it going ahead at this moment. 19 weeks, a lot of time for change, of course, but.、Um, The way that a lot of nations have not reached the peak of, you know, this virus so far, I'd say we need to postpone it. Maybe two years, 2022. European football's governing body, UEFA, is hosting a video conference with major stakeholders today to work out how to address the impact of the coronavirus on their competitions. The president of the Italian Federation had proposed that this year's Euro 2020 tournament be pushed back from its scheduled start on June the 12th to allow time for league fixtures to be completed across the continent. The BBC's Tom Gale outlines the issues that UEFA have to consider. UEFA, Europe's football governing body, will host a video conference meeting with major stakeholders on Tuesday. The main issue will be space in the already congested calendar. Many feel postponing Euro 2020 to either the winter or next year is highly likely. A move the Italian FA have been more than keen to vocalise. This would facilitate the option of staging a mini tournament to decide both the Champions League and Europa League. Both competitions have reached the last 16 stage, with the possibility of the remaining series of games. Restricted to just one-legged ties and all completed in a single location, which would dramatically reduce travel and the number of dates required. UEFA will no doubt be under pressure from broadcasters to ensure their cup competitions reach a conclusion. And by easing the schedule congestion, it would allow domestic leagues the opportunity to carry out their remaining fixture commitments and hopefully avoid any potential legal challenges with regards to end-of-season honours, promotion, and relegation. But moving Euro 2020 is a lot easier said than. Done. The women's equivalent is due to take place next summer, along with the Nations League, the very first FIFA Club World Cup, as well as the men's European Under-21s tournament. Australia has been responding to the coronavirus pandemic by cancelling all professional cricket. It brings an abrupt end to the country's domestic season. The Sheffield Shield, with New South Wales, who led after nine rounds, declared champions. Australia's three-match one-day international cricket series against New Zealand was also abandoned at the weekend after Wellington tightened border restrictions to combat the spread of the virus. And as you look at sports, and to end the news, the top stories once again: the government issues a red travel alert to all countries as Hong Kong extends its quarantine arrangements. Federation of Trade Unions says it received more than eight thousand applications in a single day for its recently established unemployment fund. And、the chairman of the Langkwai Fong Group, Alan Zeman, says businesses are on life support, and that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the seventeenth of March is today's date. And、uh, thank you very much to Phil earlier on the morning brew. And we've got a busy program on today's One Two Three Show. Just after half past one,、uh, we'll be talking to Vanessa Wong, the founder of Crafty,、uh, which is a Hong Kong-based online、uh, marketplace. If you like, where local、uh, artists, artisans, can sell their、uh, handmade craft. So Vanessa will be joining us in about ten、uh, minutes or so, and、uh, after two o'clock, the usual chat with Food 